Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Hello to everybody listening on demand on SiriusXM's app and on the John Fugelsang podcast. You can always write us at johnfugelsang.com or at our show's Facebook page. And again, even if you're someone who listens the next day, you're always invited to join the party live sometime. 866-997-4748. Got to talk about this thing now. Look, I know if you're Joe Biden, it's not easy. You, you, got the, you got the job, and we were all happy you got the job, but you got it promising the center that you'd be this uniting moderate, and then you got the job promising the left that you'd be this transformative FDR figure, and now your life is about not being able to please either of those two sides. I get it, but I, I got to ask what you guys think. Gas prices are going high, and they're trying to blame it on Joe Biden, which is crazy and unfair and dishonest. I'll stand up for him on that. I mean, you can blame Vladimir Putin. You can blame what's going on uh, with the deal Donald Trump made between Russia and Saudi Arabia. Uh, gas prices are high around the world. They're high everywhere. And, and right-wing dumb guys want to blame Joe Biden, I guess, for the high gas prices in Europe and Asia and South America. So you're Joe Biden. You got to do something. I mean, you could authorize drilling on every free square inch of land in America, and it still wouldn't impact gas prices for literally years. So today, he called on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for three months. Now, this could give drivers immediate relief, but it has many downsides, according to the experts. And uh, the biggest downside is Congress will probably never do it. It'd be a three-month break from the federal government's 18.4 cent per gallon tax on gas, uh, roughly around a discount of 3.7% on the current national average price. In a speech this morning, President Biden asked Congress to suspend the gas tax for the next few months. A1. Today I'm calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for the next 90 days through the busy summer season, busy travel season. Here's what that means. Every time you go to the gas station to fill your tank, the federal government charges an 18 cents tax per gallon of gas that you purchase and a 24 cent tax per gallon of diesel you purchase. It's a tax that's been around for 90 years. It's important because we use it for the highway trust fund to keep our highways going. But what I'm proposing is suspending the federal gas tax without affecting the highway trust fund. And here's how we do that. 
With the tax revenues up this year and our deficit down over $1.6 trillion this year alone, we'll still be able to fix our highways and bring down prices of gas. We can do both at the same time. By suspending the 18-cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. I call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18-cent reduction to the consumers. This is, there's no time now for profiteering. There are a number of other proposals by Democrats in the House and the Senate, and I hope my call for action can help move those proposals forward as well. Okay, I, I, a lot to like there, except, well, where to begin? I mean, it would have very limited benefits. And Republicans are now saying that they want to keep the federal gas tax in place. Yes, they want to keep gas prices higher for America. Mitch McConnell said saving Americans money at the pump by getting rid of the gas tax for 90 days is a gimmick. Why would they do that? Because they're a cult. Because if gas prices get lower, it helps the economy and that makes Joe Biden look good. So they want gas prices to be high. These are all millionaires. They work for millionaires. And the only thing they have to offer non-millionaires is what? Outrage and umbrage. These are the same Republicans who voted against the Democrats' bill to fight gas price gouging at gas stations. Now they're opposing this plan to suspend the federal gas tax. Meanwhile, all the oil companies, they don't want to increase production. So Republicans have no plans whatsoever to get gas prices any lower. And ExxonMobil's first quarter profits more than doubled from last year. We're paying taxes on gasoline, but here's the deal. We, the taxpayer, are also paying the subsidies to the oil companies. ExxonMobil is going to make over $30 billion, with a B, in profit this year, and we're still paying them hundreds of millions in subsidies just for being themselves. I have an idea what you could do with that, Joe Biden. I mean, cutting federal gas taxes so Exxon can still make that kind of money, that's not going to make anything better. The gas prices are high because big oil is making them high. Gas, I mean, oil is about the same for a barrel of oil that it was a decade ago. It's the price of gas that's higher. And by the way, ExxonMobil's not planning to lower any prices. They're going to buy back $30 billion worth of their own stock. A gas tax break is not going to rein in that kind of corporate profiteering. Joe Biden is letting himself be the punching bag for this or trying to blame Vladimir Putin instead of pointing the finger where it belongs. And he's right. It doesn't reduce all the pain, but it will be a big help. And here he says letting Russia steamroll Ukraine could have been easier on our pockets, but that would not have been in our nature. A2. We could have turned a blind eye to Putin's murderous ways. and The price of gas wouldn't have spiked the way it has. I believe that would have been wrong. I believe that then, I believe then, and I believe now, the free world had no choice. America could not stand by, and the West could not have stood by, although some suggested at the time, and just watch Putin's tanks roll in Ukraine and seize a sovereign country. If we did stand by, Putin wouldn't have stopped. Putin would have kept going, and we'd face an even st steeper price. And it wasn't just me. The American people understood. The American people rose to the moment. The American people did what they always have done, defend freedom around the world. And that's very nice. 
And Vladimir Putin is a really bad guy. But calling it Putin's price hike is not going to win any Republicans over to your side. And the reality is oil companies are keeping the gas prices inflated to help Republicans get elected so they can keep having their tax breaks, so they can keep having their cuts in regulation, so they can keep polluting as much as they damn well please. Joe Biden says he wants companies to pass on every penny in savings to the customers, but much of the tax holiday benefit would be captured by the producers rather than the consumers. And Democrats, they don't like this idea either to suspend the federal gas tax. House Transportation Chair Peter DeFazio from Oregon said it would achieve only minuscule relief while undermining the infrastructure law. Nancy Pelosi put out a statement where she said, we will see where the consensus lies on a path forward for the president's proposal. Ouch. Whew, tepid is the new black. Look, and it's not going to help. It really won't. Taking on big oil, well, that's how you make it better. Of course, it might be political suicide. But at least people would see you fighting the actual bad guy here. You know, Barack Obama wrote about this in his memoir. He opposed having a gas tax holiday when he ran for president against Hillary Clinton in 2008. He called it a gimmick with only superficial appeal. Electric vehicles could make this better. I mean, electric vehicles would get rid of the need for gasoline, but most of us don't have them. Most of us can't afford them. Electric vehicles are about going to be one out of every 20 new vehicle sales this year. So that's a long way off. The bottom line, however, is this. This tax holiday that Joe Biden announced today is going to go nowhere in this Congress. They're not going to do it. And why would they? This Congress can't do anything that will help non-millionaires. These Republicans are not there to help non-millionaires. They're there to help the wealthy and to tell the not wealthy who to blame it on, like trans children or the undocumented people that Donald Trump hires. These Republicans voted against child tax credits. They've already voted against cheaper gas. They voted against cheaper insulin. They voted against background checks for guns. They have voted against fair elections. They're against ending domestic terrorism. They voted against stimulus checks. They voted against cheaper gas already. So here's the deal. Instead of giving a gas tax holiday to these oil companies who are just going to hoard it and buy back the stock, why not use reconciliation? Hear me out, Democrats. 51 votes, pass a gas tax rebate, and send every American a check to make up for gas prices. Think about it. Think about it. Imagine if they sent every taxpayer a $300 check instead of a $0.07 per gallon gas tax break. It wouldn't save a ton of money, but people would get the impression you're actually doing for something as opposed to having the price of gas go down $0.07 and no one even notices. Now, speaking of things that are never going to happen, the Senate has advanced the bipartisan gun safety bill. They're hoping to pass it this week. I want to be optimistic about this because the bill they pass in the House, which is far more sweeping, is going to die on the floor of the Senate like it's Caesar. But the bipartisan Senate bill, which is very, very modest, can 18-year-olds still buy AR-15s? Yes. Well, maybe maybe just 21-year-olds. Okay, 18-year-olds can still buy them, but they have to have more deeper background checks. It does very little. But it cleared a key procedural hurdle in the Senate. 
and 14 Republicans have joined the Democrats in support of the measure. This breaks the GOP filibuster wall against any kind of gun safety. And as tepid as it is, if you want to sign that it's good, the NRA hates it. The NRA says it falls short on every level, which means morally they must be doing something right. Also, Giuliani. I'm talking about things that are never going to happen, right? Well, I think Giuliani is eventually going to flip, but it was Rusty Bowers when he gave his testimony for the January 6th committee that he brought up how Giuliani had lots of theories about voter fraud, but no evidence. You might remember this yesterday. We played the clip. Giuliani had lots of theories why Trump really won the 2020 presidential election, but he didn't have the evidence. And he talked all about how Trump pressured him to lie, how Trump told him to lie, how they said they had proof of Giuliani's claims, never handed it over. And we all said how brilliant Rusty Bowers was. He spoke powerfully. He spoke about how much his oath meant to him. You know what? We talked about this on the show last night with Reverend Barry Lynn. He said he'd still vote for Donald Trump in 2024. Yes, that same Ed Harris-looking guy, the Speaker of the House of the State of Arizona, who testified that he resisted Trump's aggressive campaign, pressuring him to overthrow the election. He told AP, if he is the nominee, if he was up against Biden, I'd vote for him again, simply because what he did the first time before COVID was so good for the country. In my view, it was great. This is the same guy who gave that very emotional testimony about how these Trump supporters were terrorizing his home while his daughter was dying inside. How a guy with a gun threatened his neighbor at one point. He kept saying, no, the president lied, the president lied, the president lied. Now he's saying he'll still vote for the liar anyway. And why not? I mean, why shouldn't he? These guys know Donald Trump's not going to be the nominee in 2024. And he's not going to be the nominee in 2024. Ron DeSantis has now surpassed Trump as political gamblers favorite to win the 2024 GOP nomination for the first time, according to the betting site Predict It. And if you want proof that Donald Trump's not going to run for president, he sold his bribe hole hotel in Washington, D.C. To me, that's all the proof you need to know. The guy's not running. He's just going to keep up the grift. So these guys like Rusty Bowers can say, oh, I vote for Trump again even if he wouldn't, because it's safe to say it. They know he's not going to be there. So it costs them nothing to say it now. They can still keep the MAGA people who wanted to kill him happy. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. 
And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. It is time now to go to Bob Seska. The host of the Bob Seska Show, one of the best political podcasts you will find. Uh, maybe you fell in love with Bob for his work on the Stephanie Miller Show, his columns in Salon. We are always very happy to have Mr. Seska join us, especially because he's going away for a few weeks, and we're going to miss you very much, Bob. Welcome back. <laughs> two, two weeks, two weeks. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you, too. I, uh, I'm i still kind of uh, just blown away by watching the latest episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the season finale, or perhaps the series finale, if it is just a, a one-off here. But, right. oh, my God, what an incredible series that was, culminating in what I, what I told you off the air, which is that there was one of the most emotional scenes in the history of all of Star Wars uh, in this particular episode. It was uh, stunning. It was breathtaking. It was incredible. Well, I was able to drive away about half of our listeners by going too deep on the Beatles in the first half of this hour, Bob. Um, what was it that, uh, that you had to deal with Star Wars toxic fandom and talking about this? When I hear that, I think Trump trolls who don't like yeah. women and non-white people having speaking roles in the movies. <laughs> Well, that's what kind of where it ended up. It kind of I kind of figured out uh, and it wasn't one of those situations where I tweeted about Star Wars and then was attacked, which is normally what happens, which is partially why I don't tweet about Star Wars anymore, even though I love it. Uh, <laughs> but this is one where I actually was the aggressor. I went in on a thread that uh, I had some friends also participating in. And uh, yeah, there was a guy who was just. Like, uh, as Christopher Guest says in Best in Show, he's just naming nuts, just naming random things that you could say about literally any movie or TV show mm -hmm. and without any justification or substance whatsoever. And here I am trying to engage substantively, trying to say, well, this is I mean, look, the show and the story and the character has this arc and then he does this and this and this. And that makes him rejoin with the force. And uh, oh, how and, and, of but this guy didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then I finally landed on the fact that, oh, oh. It's because of the woke thing. It's because of black woman in show. It's yeah. because of Asian American director running the series. It's because of little girl on the show. That's, that's right. That explains it all. And so yes. And wokeness means not being a complete racist, sexist douchebag. That's what wokeism means, right? <laughs> yeah. Wokeism means I'm going to try to not be a horrible selfish white straight person today uh yeah. that's what wokeism means and this is it still blows my mind that this can still happen that that racists are willing to devalue art because it's not all just white people yeah exactly exactly and what's strange about it john is they're going after this buzz lightyear movie that just came out yes. starring you know white guy chris evans I mean, I, I guess there's a lesbian character in the sh in the movie, but yes, I mean, it stars Chris Evans and they're accusing it of being the movie of being woke because they didn't cast Tim Allen in that role. Not necessarily yes. realizing that Tim Allen played the toy version of yes. Buzz Lightyear. And this is supposed to be about the quote unquote real Buzz Lightyear. But, right. you know, whatever you can get for uh, Twitter reach, if you're Jim Jordan, expanding your your Twitter base, that's the most important thing. Doesn't All I'll say factual. about this controversy is anybody who's really angry at who's 
voicing a cartoon about mm. a character that a toy was based on for four other cartoons. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to imagine the kind of porn that's on that man's hard drive. I don't want yeah, to imagine how filthy that man's hard. I don't want to imagine what, what, it, what their jaundice is like from never leaving their parents' basement for this many years. It's, it must be horrific. Have I, any I want of to these talk- people watch TV or seen movies in the last like 50, 60 years? I mean, Batman 66 had a gay Joker and a black cat woman. I mean, tell me that that wasn't woke in 1966 or Star Trek, for God's sake. Yeah, but Star Trek was very woke for its day, and I'm sure racists were threatened by it back then, too. But the reality Mm -hmm. is, for a lot of these rather provincial folk, they don't have a lot of non-white people in their neighborhoods. They certainly don't have a lot of out gay people, and they really don't have any trans people in their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So as we folk on the coasts, as the industry they so despise, tries to make programming more inclusive— by showing yeah. more of the different types of people that make up this beautiful mosaic that is America, mm-hmm. folks will feel that it's disproportionate because we don't see these people in our towns. Why do we see them on our TV? You know, yeah, the whole, yeah. I don't want to hear any rap music in the car next to me when I pull up at a stoplight. There's a lot of people out there and you just go, go, go to social media. You'll see them complaining mm-hmm. about there's, yeah. you know, I mean, and, and look, these people are going to die off. And white people will be a minority in this country by 2045. Yeah. And let's agree, they're not going to go gracefully. Yeah. And, you know, look, I, I've said it a million times, too, that what makes the United States special is that we are this melting pot society where people from all around the world all coming together in this democratic experiment in the northern, you know, North America, as opposed to, let's say, for example, a place like Japan, which is all ethnically Japanese. And so if you put that in the context of filmmaking and TV shows, uh, one of the reasons why anime is so popular in Japan is because you can't really show the kinds of variety of people in Japanese films and TV shows as you can in American films and TV shows. So they have to expand into doing more serious, dramatic uh, animated content in Japan to kind Mm -hmm. of mix it up in terms of who we're seeing in these stories. And it's wonderful animation, wonderful filmmaking, but it's, it's kind of something that is special and unique to the United States and something that we should embrace as being individualistic. I mean, never in the history of human civilization has someone who is an ethnic minority risen to become president of the country, the chief executive of a night until Barack Obama, in the United States. That would never happen. You'll never find an ethnic minority becoming the prime minister of Japan or the prime minister of even a place like England. That's true. Uh, you know, where it's possible. You know, it's possible. Countries. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, so this is all to say that this is something that we should be proud of. We should reflect it in our art and we should fully embrace it. And we should absolutely push back against these paleo conservatives who think that this is somehow wrong that we're emphasizing what makes America great. But in fairness, what if you're a white man (laughs) who was a millionaire at birth like Donald Trump or Mitt Romney or John McCain or George W. Bush or George H. W. Bush, and you managed to get the Republican nominee for president? I mean, having to work your way up from nothing 
to be born a millionaire, Bob. Just think about it. I mean, it's amazing that they found so many white guys that have always been rich. Uh, I want to talk about another another kind of filmmaking. So far ahead, yeah. I want to talk about another kind of filmmaking, uh, Mr. Seska, because Lordy, there are tapes. Mm -hmm. Now, the criminal gang that tried to overthrow democracy as we know it, we already are very grateful they left behind tons of text messages and voicemails as evidence. And now Alex Holder, British filmmaker, documentarian, just gave Congress unreleased footage of Trump and his family. And there's so much new evidence, citing troves of new evidence. Benny Thompson, chair of the House Committee investigating the terror attack on our Capitol, has announced this summer miniseries has been picked up for the back nine. Uh, They were supposed to have two hearings next week. They've now been pushed to July because the committee members have so much new footage. They need additional time to incorporate new footage from Alex Holder into their presentation and documents from the National Archives and and all the tips they've received during the first round of hearings. The House has a recess at the beginning of the month. I'm so glad these guys get to have a break for a couple of weeks. They've boy, they work hard, our congressmen. And so now they will come back on July 12th. So uh, these hearings are not ending next week, Bob. And I want to know how you think it's going so far. Well, it's it's going wonderfully so far. And, and uh, the situation with the documentary filmmaker is wonderful for a number of reasons. One, as you said, we've got video, a video that we've never seen before, and it could feature anything, you know, as well as I do with documentarians. They have this tendency to kind of recede into the corners, into the background where the subject of the documentary doesn't after a while forgets that the documentarians are there. And so it's quite possible that Donald Trump and the people in his inner circle were saying things at the time, just off the cuff. Yes. Not remembering that there's a guy there filming. Right. Yeah. So that's also beautiful. Yes. The stupid is always greater than the evil. Right. Right. And so the other thing that I love, too, is I love making these guys sweat. I love whenever. They're put in a situation where they're painted into a corner and they don't know how to move next, because what I'm sure they're doing, all the people who are around these documentary filmmakers are probably going right now. Oh, oh, shit. What did I say? What did I say that one day? Exactly. Did, was, was he there that day? I don't remember. Did you remember seeing a camera? And did we talk about that thing that we weren't? I don't remember. No, no. Did. Oh, we told him it was off the record, but maybe there's still B-roll. I don't know. And so it's like the second guessing that's happening. Oh, did I already tell a grand jury information that's going to be contradicted by this video? Did I tell Congress under oath information that's going to be contradicted by this video? That's what I love. I love, obviously, accountability, but shy of reaching that point of legal accountability, just making them shit their pants over what might be on this videotape. That's what I love. (laughs) I love knowing that they're freaked out by it. But do you think there'll be any kind of accountability? I mean, will Hmm. anyone, I mean, what's going to happen from all this? Is Merrick Garland going to really rise to the rescue? At this point, you know, I'm sorry, Bob, I think Ron DeSantis is a much greater threat to America's future than Donald Trump. And I I watched it yesterday and I thought, well, it's powerful. Uh, It's been all Republicans until uh, 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 Ruby and Shea Moss spoke. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who's not a news nerd who's watching this. I don't know anybody who's going to have their thoughts swayed. I mean, if any of you guys listening have had your opinion swayed or know people who supported Trump and now have been watching this and are appalled, we'd love to hear from you. But um, 
I don't even know if this is going to help with turnout. I, I, I found so few people who are listening and it's or watching, and it's really heartbreaking because they have done a masterful job of proving that Trump was told he was lie was told he had lost. He knew he was lost. He knew he was lying. Yeah. And they thought they could get away with it anyway. They've proven all these points, but is it going to make a difference? I think it will. I, I don't know. I'm trying to separate the outcome of the election from this separated legal process. I'm trying to divide the two things into two different tracks, because what we're seeing now is uh, DOJ action on all of this. We're seeing a DOJ grand jury that appears to be looking into the uh, something to do with uh, the Oval. We know that Peter Navarro was subpoenaed for uh, conversations with Donald Trump, documents right. about those emails, text messages, and so on. So DOJ is on that. Plus, they're now investigating the fake electors scam. We received confirmation of that. So the Department of Justice, and I believe it's Matthew Graves' office. He's the U.S. attorney in D.C. I believe they are on top of these two things, and they're all part of the same thing, of course. But we've heard about them separately. So I'm confident that there is an investigation underway where it's going to land. That's another story. And, it, you know, whether we end up eliminating Donald Trump from contention in 2024, that's a completely separate story. But I, I am more confident now than ever that there will be accountability. The other thing, too, is that the poll numbers have increasingly risen throughout the course of these public televised hearings, where I think the original number uh, for whether Donald Trump should be charged with crimes was down in the 40s. And then the most recent one is about, what was it, 58? I want to say 58% of people think he should face charges. Yeah, and, 63, uh, 63. Our, 63. Okay, so, and our friend Hal Sparks believes that number is going to go up to 75% before all is said and done. So that's all positive information. I think we need to set our expectations for accountability for Trump and his inner circle people, and then separately establish our expectations for the election. If one affects the other, great. Yeah. But if it doesn't, at least we'll have some form of legal accountability against these people. And uh, yeah, you know, again, I'm much, yeah, I'm much more focused on will this prevent them trying to steal the next election now that they've appointed mm -hmm. all of these officials that would be much more amenable to rigging things. While I yeah. have you here, I, I do want to ask you about this possible gun deal, because I'm very cautiously optimistic, Bob, the Senate's expected mm. to clear uh, this compromise by the end of the week. There's 14 Senate Republicans backing this bill, which could make it the first significant piece of firearms legislation that could become law in almost 30 years. And of course, they cut the guts out of it to make sure it could clear the filibuster. There are no sweeping changes, but it would save lives. What mm -hmm. are your thoughts on the progress that's been made? Well, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, so far, at least, that it's made it this far. I will celebrate as soon as those 14 Republicans vote for cloture when the time comes, uh, vote to uh, end the filibuster, end the debate, move on to a floor vote on the actual legislation. That'll be when I'll celebrate because 
We've been down this road before, John, where, you know, you have a bipartisan piece of legislation. One of the most recent ones was Mansion Toomey in 2013 right. yep. with Pat Toomey on board, Republican Pat Toomey on board. And of course, the Republicans filibustered it. And I don't know when they're bringing a floor vote. I don't know when they're going to have this whole process play out on the floor of the Senate. So there is time, I think, for the gun lobby to get their teeth into uh some of these 14 Republican senators. So, yeah, you know, I, I still think we need to uh, be uh, maybe cautiously optimistic is the is the right word for it. I mean, the boyfriend loophole seems like such a safe thing to do. Change yeah. the federal law to include not just if a husband beats up a woman, but misdemeanor assaults on a dating partner or a recent former dating partner under the umbrella of domestic violence and barring men who beat up their girlfriends from buying a firearm, and then after five years, if you're not involved in any more violent acts or felonies, then you can go out and buy your gun. You'd think yeah. that that would be pretty popular, and yet, mm -hmm. and yet the majority of the Republican Senate opposes it, and the NRA is really, really upset that men who beat the hell out of women might not be able to get a gun. Bob, I know you're going to go on a trip. <laughs> what is the best way for our listeners to follow you and keep up with your work while you're gone? Uh, yeah, you can follow my podcast at bobseskashow.com. Uh, when I get back on July 13th, I will uh, be welcoming special guest Robbie Pickering. He's the creator and executive producer of Gaslit on Stars, one of the greatest oh, awesome. miniseries that we've seen so far. So I'm looking forward to that when I get back from break. Can you tell us where you're going for your vacation? Right here. <laughs> not not going anywhere. I'm going to take a little, few little road trips, but nothing nothing too exciting. Just, Sounds uh, amazing. Just unwinding for a bit. Mr. Seska, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy your time off. We'll see you very soon. Take care, man. And we'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Linda in Iowa, thank you so much for your patience. Happy Missy Elliott's birthday. Oh, hello there, John. Now, so hello. I just have to ask you, your last guest, was that Frank Conniff or was that a different Frank? That was a different Frank. That was uh, Frank Santa Padre. These are the Franks I know. I, I know many. Okay. And what yes. was the, what was the um, how do you get a hold of listening? I was intrigued by your whole conversation. You know what I love, John? I love What's your that? show because it's like I'm sitting with you and Frank. I thought I called him the son of Padre because I couldn't get his last name. <laughs> well, uh, Frank Santa Padre, and you can uh, just subscribe to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast. Okay, all right. Well, I just want to tell you, John, um, just wonderful show last night with um, with the professor you were talking about. 
um, freedom of religion. And um, we celebrated Juneteenth in my hometown. I just had to find out, share some things. In 1851, Iowa banned laws restricting interracial marriage. In 1855, men and women were admitted on an equal basis to the University of Iowa. Wow. In 1868, an African-American man sued the Muscatine Community School District because they wouldn't allow his child to go to school. And, and the so Iowa Supreme Court said that was against Iowa law. So he got to, his little girl got to go to the school. And in 1934, the first mosque in all of North America was built in Cedar Rapids. So I just had to celebrate those milestones with you, John. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The first what was built in Cedar Rapids? Uh, mosque. Oh, the first mosque. My God, I was so and damn progressive. That's exactly right. And we're going to get back to being progressive, too. And well, I always say I, Iowa Iowa was the place that, that, you know, gave Barack Obama the lead in the presidential race in 2008. That's right. I'll never let you forget that, John. <laughs> also, but, Iowa, Iowa, future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk at the Starship Enterprise. That's exactly right, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to let you know that I've really gotten involved with our Clinton Democratic Party locally, and it's just making a big difference. I just, you know, I know our democracy is by a thread, but when you're involved with people who are excited and energetic, and I was talking to Jed Ganser last night. He's running for the state Senate for our local district, and one of the things he said is that what people are really upset about, including Republicans, is the fact that so much that the voucher system is happening in Iowa. People do not want their public tax dollars going to private schools. I know, especially private schools that can uh, pervert the teachings of the religion and they can actually promote discrimination. But after what the Supreme Court did in Maine this week, I'm afraid that's the new normal. We will now see taxpayers. It's not just going to be that tax dollars can go to fund private schools that preach discrimination, but taxpayer dollars must go to private schools that oh, preach discrimination. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's really troubling, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. And Iowa, I know, has, has funded public education at very low levels for years, and school vouchers are just part of an ongoing movement nationwide to defund the public school system. I mean, 92% of Iowa students, I believe, attend public school, and yet you've got the GOP is only focused on the school voucher program because they want to disinvest in Iowa's public education system. Yes, you're absolutely right, John. But hey, Iowa is still, right. still the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, thank you. Well, we did have a, um, our city council wasn't going to fly the Juneteenth flag. Well, all the organizers got involved and got upset about it, and the city council quickly changed their mind. So. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Listen, I think it's so positive. I, I understand, you know, older white people who are hesitant about Juneteenth and don't know anything about it. I mean, Steve King had to go be racist as he could. But at the end of the day, I mean, look, it's something that white people can celebrate as well. It's something that we can be proud of as a country that, you know, yeah, we're, we're getting better. It's another sign of like, yes, even though it took so long for those poor people in Texas to know they were free, they found out. So let's celebrate America trying to be better, even if it takes a bloody civil war to do it. And let's also mock the racists like Steve King, because my God, Iowa, I'll I'll forgive your state for Steve King, but only because your state invented sliced bread. Oh, well, thank you, John. (laughs) Have a great, great night. 
I will. <laughs> Thanks, John. Bye Thank now. Thank you, Linda. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sean and Callie, you've been waiting so long. Thank you for your patience. All good, brother. And by the way, Comedy Daddy, you are fabulous, my man. You oh, are awesome. well, thank you. Well, I'm yeah. feeling fabulous, too. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, I mean, I'll tell you what. I love the conversation. And, and by the way, uh, I am aloha. Very fortunate. I'm on the big island of Hawaii right now. People. Lucky man. Oh. I'm very lucky. Yeah, I'm, I and, you know, and I'm older, you know, so, you know, I, I put in my dues, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I have to tell you, um, you know, I wear my mask. And, and my daughter and my son, we, we on the plane, you know, coming here, we wear it. I don't care what anyone else tells me. You know, right now, I'm happy I haven't had a cold in three years. You know what Thank I Thank mean? you. I'm like, my goodness, I, I've been doing this. And you know what it's all about is when you're indoors with large groups of people. You know, if you're outdoors, you're not going to get this crap. I'm, I'm just going to tell that to people out there with the breeze, unless you're right up next to someone in a most in a likely festival. yes. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a music festival, or you know where you got people all around you, you know. But when you're indoors, going to a grocery, have respect for the grocery person by putting on your mask. You know, I'm all vaxxed up and uh, double boosted and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, that's just one aspect. Of all the problems, I, we have I, I mean, if I if I may to to your, to your point, okay. I was at I was at the Paul McCartney show last Thursday night, Keith, at uh, mm-hmm. MetLife Stadium, not Giant Stadium, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Over fifty thousand people, very few masks. Most of the masks mm-hmm. I saw were on seniors, and there were quite a number of seniors at, at the show. Um, McCartney's eighty; he didn't have a mask on, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no real undercurrent of fear. It just sort of seemed like the we're New Yorkers. We've been through it. We've had our shots, uh, but they weren't checking for vaccinations. And it was, you know, over 50,000 people in one enclosed space. And I brought my child and I felt safe about it. Yeah. Did you I mean, were you wearing a mask? Uh, I know I wasn't. I wore a mask. Uh, I, I wore a mask outside. But then once we got mm-hmm. in there, we had our seats and didn't wear one. 
All right. Well, you know, you go on with your bad self now. Well, I also, I just had I just had COVID two months ago, so I kind of feel like I'm still maybe a wash yeah. in my in my you know yeah. antibodies. I, again, I it's that, just you know you're... I've knock on wood I've been very lucky because you know with the shots and you know the masking and the hand washing and all that other stuff that I've managed to stay so far COVID free. But oh, I'm God. you know I'm always worried whenever you you read someone saying oh well I got shots and boosted and I wound up getting it and you know and the thing for me is is that it will cost me money to get COVID. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. it's like I'm avoiding going to a lot of social events primarily because I don't want to risk getting sick while I'm still trying to earn money. You know what I mean? Right. Because of course, once same, you get COVID, same. you're out for at least two weeks. You know what really I mean? Really true. Really true. And so, so it's like, I don't, I don't I can't anybody afford for being that safe. right now. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm, listen, and I'm, I'm all very, about very Keith, weary about that. I, I, and generally, I always wear a mask. I always wear a condom. I'm wearing two right now. I always keep, <laughs> I wear two condoms all the time just to be safe. And But yeah, but then when I take one off, it feels so good. So I'm, I'm really safe. I want you to know. <laughs> so, you know, I really was calling about this January 6th hearing real quick, Please. if I may. Yes. Um, yeah, because, you know, where we're at now, I mean, and by the way, it's like been a year plus uh, January 6th. It, it, you know, it, it reminds me of all this mob. We can all watch documentaries on the mob bosses and all these informants and the Gravianos and the uh, hitmen and all this stuff. I mean, the only thing that makes sense in my brain, and I'm not saying my brain is all that good, but I'll tell you what I think as much as I can is that it's an informant situation, an informant situation, which isn't always good because if they're waiting all this time, look, the January 6th uh, hearings are great. All the people in Congress, they're not the ones that have the most information. The DOJ has the most information. I yes. guarantee F and T you, guarantee fucking to you because we're on Sirius XM. There the, you go. The DOJ has everything on this motherfucker and, and all of his minions. And so, you know, stop being fucking pansies and waiting to lay the hammer down on these fucking criminals. Cause Amen. Do you want to? Make the rest of these criminals go crazy the next time they think they can do anything they fucking Preach. want. Preach. And this is a problem. So that's my thing, man. And and I know you guys agree with that. And I know people listen to this uh, station and your show and everything. We're on it. We need to tell people you need to pay attention to this shit because it affects your kids' lives. If you don't Amen. have kids, it affects your friends' kids. It affects your family. It affects everyone. We cannot have this motherfucker, Donald Bin Laden, walking around free, cheap yeah. golf, and all Son, of that. Raising we got it. We mooching. All right. Got to hit I'm a break. Out. I'm going to say again, I'm a lot more worried about Ron DeSantis than Don the Trumpist. But thank you very much. <laughs> Nearly one in five American adults who reported having COVID-19 in the past are still having symptoms of long COVID. According to survey data collected the first two weeks of June, U.S. health officials said today, one in five. 
goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.